Don't forget to check out Nerd to Know Bases here on Phoenix 92.5 FM with myself, Daryl O'Connor, and Bryn O'Rourke for everything nerd culture, video games, comics, and so much more. That's Nerd to Know Bases, 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. every Saturday here on 92.5 Phoenix FM. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is Sparta! All your base are belong to us. The balls are inert. And now it begins. Alright guys, we are live here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. We're going to do it this way. Okay. <laughs> so you can hear me, but I'm not on the board, so that's a bit weird. Um, yeah, uh, no, we're, we're doing it live, guys. We're doing it live. We're doing it old yeah. school. Yeah. This is, All right. This is a little weird. So, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> Bear with us, guys. Bear with us. <laughs> How are you, sir? How's the Christmas break? Oh, it was a uh, it was a Christmas break. You know, um, it was uh, it was just nice sat down and watched a bunch of um, really awful films, which is how Christmas should be spent. Um, what did you watch? Flash Gordon. Oh, like the original Cla- Flash Gordon from back yeah, in the day? Yeah, yeah, the Christmas classic that is Flash Gordon, the 1980s one. Not the, you know, I never, I, I, I never would have considered it a Christmas classic. Yeah, I wouldn't have either, but I, made, uh, I got into an argument with someone about, uh, I was doing a, I did a play a couple of years ago where they wanted to end on a Christmas thing. And I don't know where I just started saying, I just started doing the Flash Gordon theme. And so it's not a Christmas film. I'm like, no, I'm going to make it a Christmas film though by watching it. So it's just been this, this it's become this thing for me of watching it. Um, just purely so that I can have at some point, I think going, it's a tradition for me. So therefore it's Christmas. Um, you know, it's kind of like another layer to the whole diehard argument. <laughs> You know, well, what well, before Christmas there, um, Die Hard was officially put forward as not a Christmas movie. Yeah, it depends on who says it is and who says it isn't, though. Like, I mean, Bruce Willis said it wasn't. Yeah, Bruce Willis well says a lot of things. You know, Bruce Willis has has also beaten his wife, so it wouldn't take his opinion on everything. Fair, <laughs> fair. You know, <laughs> like it's. Um, I mean, like, look, you know, if you consider Christmas, like, I think the requirements for what is and what is in the Christmas film is do you watch a Christmas then it's a Christmas film you know like I don't I don't think that like there's any other requirements for it because there's nothing really about E.T. that's Christmassy but it's on every Christmas there's nothing really Christmassy about the Indiana Jones films but they're on every Christmas you know I'm so, sure the Indiana Jones movies are more Christmassy though than than not hmm I'm pretty sure the Indiana Jones movies are more Christmassy than us. Well, they're like I mean, they're just family films, you know. Like I mean, Die Hard is like I mean, Die Hard's more like uh, like it's Christmassy in the same way that like uh, that Home Alone is Christmassy, and that they're both set at Christmas, and that's about it, you know. Like fair enough, fair enough. I'll give you that. Um, 
Yeah, like, what did I watch over Christmas? I was sick again over Christmas, of course. Oh, really? You sick? <laughs> that never happens. Uh, yeah, some inside jokes there, guys. Some inside yeah. jokes. But, uh, no, but I, I get sick every Christmas. But I didn't get pneumonia yeah. this year. You so get sick good. every month. Not every month. <laughs> every other month. <laughs> every other month. <laughs> every other Tuesday. Yeah. Um, you know, like, so I didn't, I pretty much just watched Netflix. Yeah. So I watched a lot of um, what they had to offer. It saw Bird Box before it became yeah. a very, very tiresome meme. Yeah. Um, I watched Castlevania, the anime, which is surprisingly good. I yeah, I watched the first episode it. of that, and that was really good. Um, I, just I, was, I was shocked how good it was. I, was. I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it actually is. Yeah. Um, it, like, it didn't surprise me, but I wasn't. Uh, it didn't surprise me that it was good, but at the same time, it was kind of like a pleasant joy for it to be watchable. You know, like um, mm. I kind of went in with no expectations. Like in either way, I didn't expect it to be good, but I didn't expect it to be bad either. Um, and I was just pleas- like I was pleasantly surprised with how well it presented itself. Um, yeah, you know, but I, I think um, I, I like I I got the impression anyway that like they took a lot of cues from the from more like a more hallowed anime like Helsing and kind of uh, and kind of and kind of used that as an influence for the anime styling of it. Um, yeah. But man, it's it's still like I mean I, w- I want to get back into it because I really enjoyed that first episode. I thought it was really enjoyable, but I haven't. I didn't. It gets see a lot better. better. It, it picks up around the fourth season, the side of fourth yeah. episode, um, where they fill out the cast because you're not really mm. you're not really sure where it's going to go, or what they're going to do, and then they picks up and you're like, oh, this yeah. is what we're doing. Okay. So. I did um, over Christmas. I remember as well. I did actually watch uh, the Christmas special for the new Sabrina show. Um, yeah, I didn't. I, I I meant to, and then everyone told me it was terrible. I'm like, oh no! Uh, I would I wouldn't say it was terrible. It's just like, so like I mean, a lot of the misgiving. Like I I like the new Sabrina show, but I have misgivings with it, and all my misgivings are on show in that in that episode, and it like it, it made it hard to like it when you're kind of. Uh, when you kind of see everything you don't like about the show in one episode, um, right. you know, and it, like it's because it's a, a big part of uh, the problem. A big part of uh, uh, the fallback for me watching it was now I'm kind of going, well, you know, it's going to do the second part of its season, or how if maybe it's calling it seasons parts for some weird reason, but like. When it does that second part, if that second part doesn't really make give me any more faith that the show is actually going to improve, I think I'll probably drop it because there's just, there's like I mean there isn't at the moment there are blemishes, but you know the this um like the the most recent episode brought up a lot of worrying signs to me like it basically like you've seen the the um the first 12 episodes of sabrina yeah. right so you know the way there's like sabrina has this pretty much 12 episode long arc uh that she goes on where she kind of realizes that like she doesn't really know everything and she kind of needs to hold people other people's counsel a bit and actually take what they say into account yeah 
Yeah, so she goes back on all of that in that episode, and that's a big, like, you know, there's like in the original uh, sitcom version, this happened all the time. But like sitcoms, you're kind of given that leeway of going, well, you know, we're not really, you're not really in a sitcom for character growth. When you're doing a serious show, you kind of are, and for me, for me, that was a big issue, and it's something that. If uh, they're not careful with it, it is going to drive me away from watching it. Um, but see, I, I don't think the show still knows what it is. Yeah, well, you know, also getting sued by the Satanic Church is, isn't going to help either. Yeah, but they're going to sue because they use the. Yeah, they well, sued them for defamation. They use the. They sued them for defamation. They sued them for two things. They sued them for defamation, but they also sued them for using the, the Baphomet statue without consent. Yep. Yep. Um, so. I, I don't know. It's like when I heard that, I'm like, this is really petty, but you know, it's like, yeah, it's kind of, well, I mean, funny, like the, 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 I mean, the, the reality is that that symbol is copyrighted. So they're fully within the rights to, um, like they had to, like uh, uh, the, they were fully in the, in the rights to make a claim. Um, I think it was also the fact that like they put, they had to also, they strengthened it by putting through the defamation uh, suit as well, because they're basically saying, yeah, you're claiming the satanic church is involved in cannibalism, which we're not. So <laughs> like, um, yeah, yeah. And there's like a bunch of sacrifice and all that kind of stuff. And you're just like, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's yeah. A bit, I don't know. The, the, it was fairly open and shut. <laughs> yeah. When, when you're in a, when you're trying to be real, well, okay. Right. With the show in general, there's a lot of, a lot of um, mystique around it. Right. As far yeah. as it's time. So when is it based? Because you don't really know it's based in modern day until uh, you still don't really know. Like, yeah, you have computers. That's the only one that really based it in modern yeah, day. The rest of it's, it's kind of like in this emerable uh, Riverdale time setting, you know, where it could it could be the 50s. It could be the 70s. But yeah, you know, it's, it's basically any time between the 50s and present day is when it could yeah. be. Um But yeah, I think uh, like, I mean, look, I, I enjoyed the show mostly. I think um like the, I think every character is really, really well drawn and really well presented, apart from Sabrina, um, which is a problem because she's the principal character. But um, you know, when it comes to uh, uh, when it comes to the, when it comes to the rest of the show, I think most of it's really well put together. It's also really cool to see um, Miranda Miranda Otto. Again, who I hadn't seen since the Lord of the Rings films. Lord of the Rings. Uh, it, did, it, it, yeah. it took me a long time to realize who that was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I'm like, well, okay, this is great that you're alive and working. Yeah. But then there was also the, um, oh, what was the, um, the guy who plays the, basically the, the satanic pope. I can't think of his name. He was in, um, he was in a really bad uh, English sitcom called uh, Coupling. Um, that like, and it was just weird seeing him show up in this as well. It was like, oh, okay. And there's also like a weird link now where a closed loop link where like he worked with uh, one of the actors who was in Pirates of the Caribbean who worked with Lorando Bloom who worked with Miranda Otto. So it's kind of, it's a bit strange to see that kind of close in. But um, yeah, like um, outside of that, I can't think of anything else on Netflix I was really watching. Uh, just mainly digging into games like uh, Red Dead Redemption, which is it's very, very good. Like it, it's very, very good. Um, I haven't played it yet, but I've heard nothing yeah. good things. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's um, I mean, it's kind of what you expect from Rockstar at this point when they're doing their um, story-driven open-world experiences. Um, I mean, pretty much every nice thing that has been said has been said at this point. It the, hmm. um, I mean, I, I remember, like even though I heard loads of stuff about like the detailing being really, really uh, well done, I didn't really kind of believe it until um, really in the game you go off and you hunt. Um, uh, you have to hunt deer, but within about a minute of uh, of having a deer, like uh, pull it up on the back of my horse, it was covered in snow, and it was just like, whoa, that's really impressive, considering that like it's just from the snowfall from the snowfall from the game world. But it was just really like really nice to see like a believable amount of snowfall come onto it, rather than just being either not covered in snow or just entirely covered in snow. Um, mm. You know, but like, I, I really like uh, the detailing is kind of what most people have been singing their praises about. Um, I haven't had, a, haven't played enough to see the full scope of mechanics being used, but it's, I mean, it, it's still very much uh, rockstar doing ro- what rockstar does with open world games. Um, very cool. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it is, it's what you it's what you kind of expect to see at this point from them, you know. There's a lot of um, a lot of games from different sales now that I've been working through it myself. So yeah, I, I finally got around to playing the new Gundam game. Uh, yeah, it's fun because it's Gundam. It's it's not fun for any other reason. Like it's a very clunky. So game. so if it was uh, if it was literally called anything else, you'd be like, this is worst one of the worst games I've ever I've ever played. <laughs> no, but it's just no, purely no, because. Yeah, like you, you take what you can get, you know. It's uh, yeah. it's pretty much that um, it, it's not confident enough to be a Gaizu game. Yeah, uh, but that's what it. That's what I was hoping it was. Kind of like you know, uh, attacking the monsters on PS2. Yeah, which I have also been playing through, which is a lot of fun. Mm. It's more like a, it's more like a Dynasty Warriors kind of game. So if you play Dynasty Warriors with the Gundam crossovers or any, yeah, okay, any of those kind of games, it's very similar to that. So it's fun, but like the combat is not very fluid, and it's just kind of like, all right, well, this is twenty euros, so I'm not upset. But if I paid sixty, I'd be very upset. Um, however, I did realize, I did find out that they released another game that is sixty euro. I can't remember the name of it, but the the premise of it is it's like micro machines, Gundam, so real life Gundam models fight real life things like your cat and stuff. Oh wow, that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's it's, so it, it, it great, awesome, but it's not. But it's not. That's yeah. the thing. Apparently, it's terrible. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. But, um, a lot of really weird, like worst of worst of uh, PS4 games list out this year. Like I didn't get to play a lot of them, and so it seems like that is the premise, right? Of of a lot of these games, where it's like they had a great idea, but the actual execution, execution. yeah, is so bad. And there's one called I think it's called Second Life or Second Chance or something like that. I'll find the actual name of it now, but. Mm. Oh my god! Like the actual premise of it looks fantastic, but apparently what they did is they actually like patched out the good parts of the game, so broke <laughs> the game fully. So a patch fixed bits of the game, but crippled the game from being good. So now it's one of the worst games. And you can actually get it in in GameStop now for twenty quid. Oh wow! It's like oh wow, that's not fun. Yeah. But uh, it's kind of like, like you know a deadly premise, it was yeah. a similar kind of thing where it was great, but it was a broken mess. And everybody loves how a broken mess. But nowadays we see this where if a game is released and it has some problems, but it still has some charms, actual official patches break the game. Yep. 
Well, you kind of saw that as well with uh, the scandal that came over uh, Fallout 76. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> which is That's just like in and of itself. Yeah, the scandals and scandals and scandals that have fallen over Fallout 76 from like the constant markdown and pricing to just about everything that can go wrong for a game going wrong. <laughs> like um it's gotten to the point where I kind of feel bad <laughs> for them. No, you know? I, I like I don't feel bad. You know, like it's the thing about but see this a lot of this stuff was Bethesda's fault because Bethesda yeah. they know what they're doing. They, like you know you anytime you play a Bethesda game, you know, you're like, you know, this is gonna be a broken mess. It's gonna have massive amounts of bugs, but the storyline's gonna be good and I'm gonna have a good time and the characters and stuff. If they remove out the characters and the writing and the missions and just replace it with broken mess, yeah. Uh what do you expect? <laughs> you know, it's like this is what's gonna happen, guys. Yeah, yeah, no, that like it's not like. Look, I'm not surprised, and I don't condone it. I just, I like, I feel more sorry for people who paid full price for it, you know, because like, oh, no, no, I feel sorry for, I feel sorry for the people who paid for the special edition. Yeah, <laughs> that's who I feel which, sorry for. Which one? <laughs> like <laughs> the one? I think the the one that takes the you know the yeah, power that special bag that we, the special bag that's like a nylon bag instead of a. Yeah. You know. It was supposed to be like a proper like canvas bag or something, wasn't it? Or um... yeah, it was supposed to be like a proper canvas kind of military grade bag. But yeah. apparently, according to the official press release, they couldn't reach the supplier, so they just had this like crappy nylon bag. Like, look, that's something that you would expect out of a Kickstarter game. See, it's weird. There was it's... no reason for this game to exist. Like, who was no. this for? As it's. People, do you like Fallout? Do you like playing online? I, I never really thought there would have been a, a crossover for that need. You know, like, did they look at their Elder Scrolls online numbers and go, "Yep, there's people out there who'll do this for Fallout as well." But well, well, here, here's the, here's the kick on from that. You know, the Elder Scrolls six, six, right? Yeah, Elder Scrolls six. So, so the follow up to Skyrim now is, is apparently coming out in summer, which is worrying because when it was announced they said we need another two years in this yeah so instead of going hey you know what we shouldn't do we shouldn't rush out things we should take our time they're just gonna <laughs> rush stuff too yeah so <laughs> like that's gonna go poorly like i mean the, the reality is is that like uh bethesda haven't i mean like skyrim is probably last time they actually put out a game on their own that was worth playing you know, I mean, any other game that you can think of in the last, in like recent memory, it's come, it's come from one of the studios they work with. Like, uh, it's software does ga- uh, does uh, Doom. Um, oh, who does the the Dishonored series? Uh, oh, I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, but, but they do. Like, work with it's them, yeah. not. It's not actually with. Like, it's not Bethesda who makes it. Like, they just publish. Yeah, the Bethesda. Game. Bethesda are basically publishers. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, they have their own, like, titles. Like, I mean, there's Skyrim and Fallout games of their own, but, like, um, you know, then every now and again, they get, a, like, they got Obsidian to do New Vegas, and, you know, but it's just, like, I mean, outside of Skyrim, I can't think of a, a game in recent memory that they made themselves that wasn't a complete buggy mess. And even then, Skyrim was, and it got fixed by the community, you know? Like, it's it's kind of crazy when you have people who aren't on staff who are fixing your game, 
you know um mm. and also but not asking like for a, money like <laughs> how, how long is that going to last though um the, the way they're going not very long um the, the reality the reality is is that like um like you see it time and time again anytime that like when there's a creative and vibrant community that's taken advantage of which they absolutely which they absolutely have been like they tried to actually do monetized mods you know um bethesda's just trying like is trying to be a bigger student trying to do what the bigger studios do or biggest po- bigger publishers do and it's yeah. backfiring and backfiring hard and you know it's i mean like look i they've made they, they've been involved in some of the it's some of my favorite games of all time but i don't really owe them anything i paid for my games you know like it's in the but, same way uh, the, the, there, there is this kind of weird concept now and it's got to do with microtransactions and somebody swear yeah. the industry is changing and until they actually define what a change means in a positive light we're going to see more of this like, oh yeah! If, if this had a went, if this had a went well, Bethesda would have released some games like this all the way through. Sure, look, we live in an industry now where Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five was released literally as a demo, and then you pop it in, and the game you download the game. Yeah, pretty right? much. So that because of stuff like that was just set as oh, well, that's how it is. This is where we are. We're in a situation now where um, you're, you you buy a game, and you instantly have to download the patch. Yep, and the patch could be literally the full game, or it could yep. be a way that fix that fixes the game or whatever. Now Bethesda don't do that. Like there's been, I watched a video on it. There's like the equivalent of 120 gigs worth of data for Fallout 76. Yep, to download. And it's the same. I picked up a game recently. Actually, I don't know if you're a big fan of the Saint Row series, but I am. I'm a huge fan of Saint Row series. We'll take a break yep. now uh, at the halfway break, but. Uh, before we do, I'm a big fan of that series, and I watched a review of Agents of Mayhem, right? Yep. Agents of Mayhem was a game that was a broken, horrific mess. Yep. And, you know, didn't really know what it is. However, uh, it's really good. They finally fixed it, but they yeah. rushed it out, and by rushing it out, it got a really bad rep. Now, you can actually pick it up in GameStop for five euros, by the way, guys, we're not sponsored by GameStop, we're just saying. Um, yeah. In, yeah. Fact, on, in uh, fact, honestly, we at some point probably will take a segment to trash GameStop because like their oh, yeah, price yeah. is routinely the appalling. Uh, they yeah. routinely have the worst pricing for any games and they will be talked about at some point. But um, like, I mean, yeah. But wait, I, look, 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 credit where credit is due, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, they sold it there and, and it was legit great. But that game itself, I'm looking forward to playing it. But yeah. it took them two years. And again, about 120 gigs worth of download a space mm-hmm. to actually fix the game. Yep. That doesn't surprise you know, me now, at all. It's just like, where's this going to go? You know, like there's, a, there's the fabled inter, um, video game crash. I don't think there's going to be a video game crash again. But um, No, um, there I, definitely probably will be a video game crash. Um, yeah, but but not not in the same way as it was in the 80s where the entire industry was... Oh, yeah, no, but off. like there's like... Like, look, there's there's crashes and then there's depressions. Like, it's yeah. Like, I think there'd be a video game depression, not a video game crash. Yeah, no, but like, as in, like, like a crash isn't an entire like a crash is not the same thing as an entire industry ceasing to exist. Like, yeah, but that's what but that's what the narrative you know, is online right now, man. 
Yeah, but people online don't are don't know what the hell they're talking about when they say stuff <laughs> like that. Like the reality is, is that like, like okay, so in two thousand eight, there was a. Would you say that was a crash? Because if the uh, if, yeah, yeah. yeah, so totally, here's the yeah. thing, right? So if that's the case, then banking as an industry would no longer exist. <laughs> so banking as an industry would no longer exist if it wasn't for a government bailout. But the thing is, is that like even. But the reality is that, like, even if that, even if bailouts didn't happen, banks would still exist because that service is still required for people to actually save money. Yeah, in a but like the, the, reason, way. the reason why so I bring it banks up would still is- always exist. It's the same thing with gaming here. Like, if like if, when the crash does come, because it definitely will, because um, it's gonna it's gonna happen within the next two years that uh, loot boxes are gonna be illegal in europe 100 well, well here's the thing you know? here's the thing no, loot boxes are illegal oh yeah they're no they're, gonna be, they're gonna be they're gonna be found to, well no they're gonna be found to be illegal um it's like they're they're they've been found to be illegal in belgium and yeah that's where and they're that's where uh, yeah and that's where um ea are under criminal investigation Apparently, they're under investigation by like a, so far they're only in, under investigation. Lubox is only in, under investigation in most places for uh, by the gambling commissions, which is basically going: is this mechanic gambling? And at that, and once it, they go, once they return and go, yeah, it's definitely gambling. Then criminal investi- investigation will commence. And All right. Okay. Well. Okay. Well. Hold that thought, Brendan, because we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to get into this. This is a very interesting topic and one I don't want to be watching the ad breaks going through. Yes. So guys, keep it here on Phoenix 32.5 FM. Nerd to know basis, the first show of 2019. We'll be back after this short break. You're listening to Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Time for Taboo. Can't believe I have to rap on track. So you get it. Wanna talk about so much stuff then you just give me hush. We can sort that out for now. Okay, so you're catching us on the podcast and you want to find out, well, what if I want to listen live and I'm not in Ireland? Well, the TuneIn app has you covered. That's TuneIn. Just look for Phoenix 92.5 FM and you'll be able to check us out live. Don't forget, if you want to contribute to the conversation, go over to Twitter. nerd 2 92.5 is our Twitter. That's nerd 2 the number 2, no 92.5 is our Twitter for the show. If you want to chime in, you can. Every Saturday, 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. Do you like wrestling? Then what are you waiting for? Check out the rest of you at the National Desk this Tuesday and every Tuesday on Phoenix 92.5 FM, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. with myself, Daryl O'Connor, and my co-host, Bryn O'Rourke, bringing you over 300 editions of the show and counting. The Rescue International, Phoenix 92.5 FM.
Back here, Dory Zombs, FM, Nerd to Know Basis, our first show of 2019. Uh, I have to say, Bryn, love, 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 love the Dreamcast, and I also love the Sonic, <laughs> Adventure, Sonic Adventure 2 soundtrack. Yeah. You've got a you've got that uh, that butt rock love I can tell anyway. <laughs> oh, look, 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 look. There is nothing wrong with butt rock. Yeah, puddle of blood. That album, you know, that one album. Well, look, look, I mean, look, man, I'm not, I'm not judging. I'm just saying you ha- that, like, uh, that you obviously have a bit of love for butt rock. You know, I, so what's wrong uh, with it? There's nothing wrong this, with it. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's just I think the critique is that it's the music isn't very inspired is the of course it, not like, that's the you know it, it's that's kind of the point hearing. like you know but it's you know, like, I I remember, just, like, like the like for example nothing sums up but, like mm-hmm. but rock the worst like the best and worst parts of it as uh, Puddle of Mud song what's it called she hates um, me no 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 that the song's just bad from beginning oh blurry no, what's the one that was the Survivor Series 2001 soundtrack? The the Control. What? Control. Uh, it was the yeah. soundtrack for Survivor Series 2001. Um, oh, God, but, yeah. Good yeah. Lord. Like, that song is so good, except for the bridge. It's like, what? <laughs> how did you, how did this get past producers? It's like, it was, gr- oh, then I remembered who who was in charge. It's Interscope. It's Fred Durst, of course. So Yeah, yeah. It. Yeah, but it's like the, um, like that period of music was just so <laughs> like it's kind of like it's cringe but it's like i mean i remember um, i was recently reading someone uh this uh I was recently going through this reddit th- thread and someone was saying that like uh they were doing they had like a master's in music and they were talking with uh one of their of uh, their professors who they'd gotten to know really really well through the uh, uh through their entire program and he yeah. was saying and they were just like talking about quality music and you know how people determine things to be of value and stuff like that. And the his professor was going like liking something has nothing to do with quality. You know, it's like something you you can like something, be fully aware that it sucks, but still like it anyway. It has like enjoying something and it being good are not a uh, they don't like uh, they don't have to correlate with each other. Um, you know, yeah, I like while, while, while I get that, I'm still just kind of saying, you know, butt rock. It, it gets it, 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 it gets an, an unfair cut of the jib. You know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's not great, but it's really fun. Yeah, but I think like you see, like you see, the a big portion of that is like, um, like it's kind of the same way as uh, you know, when you kind of like if you throw on your your standard ass. Uh, like action film or whatever, and you get people going, "Oh, well, there's just nothing intellectually going on." It's like, yeah, but it's a car chase film. Like, wh- all of the are you ex- films are like that. Like, but like you know, or like uh, I recently watched Ready Player One, and like I've heard people because I'm like for months and listened to like uh, people do reviews about it. And I'm going like, this film is like about pop culture and enjoying yourself, and you can't actually when you're given the opportunity to do that and you're saying no no i will not do that i can only have fun if something is smart like what's the hell ha- like how like how much of a curmudgeon must you do you have to be like it's you know not everything has to be like such a 
like has to be an intellectually driven experience. Some things can just be enjoyable and not really be all that stirring in any real way. Like, mm. you know, um, <laughs> like I recently read this. Uh, I was recently reading uh, Doug Stanhope's book, uh, Digging Up Mother, which is a must read. It's uh, it's one of the best uh, autobiography slash biographies I've ever I've ever read in my entire life. Um, and at one point, he wanted this massive diatribe of like uh, talking about fart jokes, where he was just like, "I love, it's like, it's like, I love a good fart. I've, I always have. I never want to become such a stickler that I can't actually laugh at a fart." You know, <laughs> like he's there going like, "Yeah, like it's like, look, you know, there's, you know, you can read politics and you can be interested in all those things, but if you can't laugh at a fart, then." What's the what's, what's the, the point, point in living like you know? No, that's fair. And that's fair. And it, you know, you know that's kind of Ready Player like Ready Player One. It is what it is. Yeah. The book I like the book, but the author of the book is a distasteful human being. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so the like, same thing happened with uh, Ender's Game, where the the author of that book isn't. Uh, that's that's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, for anyone who was wondering, the name of that game is called Past Cure. Yeah. So uh, oh. yeah, that's that's what I was looking, I was looking for. Um, by the way, while we're taking a, a quick aside here before we finish up in the last fifteen minutes, uh, mm. this is show sixteen, and we actually have uh, an official website for anyone who wants to check it out. Yeah. So if you type in nerdtoknowmedia.com, you'll be redirected to our website, which. I have to say, I'm, 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 I quite like it, Bryn. Yeah, it's, uh, it's looking um, quite good. Quite good is uh, yeah. what I'm going to go with for the moment. Quite um, good. Quite so good. It, it, we're, we're, still in, we're still in the state, very stages of development. Um, yeah. So there's little Easter eggs hitch you out, basically, yeah. you know, walling yeah. that off. But uh, you, you can kind of see where we're going. Links to Twitch, links to some merch from Geek to the Industry, Geek to the Industry are linked there as well. There's links to our media page. Our show yeah. archives, uh, there's a cool little contact feature, which will allow you to email us directly. Still need to put in some social media links and that, but it's a work in progress. But um, Nerd to Know Media, uh, as, it's, as it sounds, is as it's spelled. And then you'll be able to, yeah, see all the shows there. So if you click into media, it'll take you to our media page. If you click on live, so a live footed uh, function, because some people are asking, how do I listen live? It'll take you right to our stream. Um, yeah, so it's all there, guys. Let us know what you think, if you like it, if you don't like it. And um, that's where we're going to be ho- ho- um, hosted for a while. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, there's a good few um, attractions coming in the next while, um, you know, that we'll we just have to get them ironed out, really, and uh, a couple yeah. more features um, yeah. tacked on to our, uh, our wonderful, wonderful show that uh, just gets better and better. Um, <laughs> well, I yeah. think so. You know, like, there's a lot coming up this year as well, um, speaking mm. of which. Uh, uh, still, we're, like you can kind of see what we're doing if you look close enough. But uh, yeah, at, at the moment it's still uh, yeah. on, under lock and key. I do want to touch on um, Bandersnatch real quick. Have you had a chance to see it? Yet? I have actually. I completely forgot about it until uh, until you mentioned it. Um, yeah, it's gonna. I'm interested to see it. Um, <laughs> I've seen some really weird articles pop up around uh, yeah, it's probably all legit 
from the well, no. It's um like it's not even like it's more just like um it's like it's just been very because like I I do I do run with uh, some very interesting folks who uh, try to actually like look for every possible way to see something without having to spend money on it, and they're just right. like, "But how is this even possible with this?" And like, I'm just going to yeah, just, man. Like, uh, look, just, I, just I, get I to say, spend but, but, a tenner to get the god <laughs> to get it. Like, come on, it's not a no. look. We'll we'll put a pin in it because I, I want to actually break this down with you. Sure. Uh, in a direct way, um, but I will say for anyone who hasn't seen it after this po- after the show's over, after listening to this podcast or whatever, check out Bandersnatch. It's one of the best um, one of the best pieces of media that could turn into a horrible, worrying trend. So I hope it just becomes <laughs> a horrible, worrying trend. But for what it is, it's quite good. And like I made the mistake, I didn't realize it was a choose your own adventure gimmick. Yeah. Uh, until I was watching it, and then I'm like, oh no, it's four in the morning. So I stayed up to eight, half eight watching it and getting it. <laughs> That's great. Bad idea. But it's like, it's Bad like, idea. A, yeah, like, I mean, the only way this, like, I don't immediately, I just went like, oh no, are they going to put microtransactions into choices now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, 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 don't worry. When EA get around to it, they will, uh, <laughs> yeah. they will do it. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Also, also, while we're here as well, I want to talk about a huge rumor. By the way, Into the Spider-Verse, have yeah. you seen it yet? Yeah, I have. It's great. Really, really great. Told you, it's great, right? What do you think? Yeah, really liked it. Um, like I knew I would. Um, it's always just nice to see. Like I, I kind of like the the idea of having like uh, Miles have his own animated run. I think because um, there's, yeah, there's always there's I always that, I, hope, I hope that's the last Miles we ever see. It's really not. Like it's clear that they're making a bunch of principal character for the I, animated I, movies. Um, I do not like. You don't like Miles, though. No, you're not a fan. But that's not his but fault. I just, I like, I like the Prowler. I think the Prowler's awesome. His costume's pretty cool. I yeah. mean, like Miles. Miles needs two things: a good smack and a quick death, and then it'll be fine. He's not Damian Wayne. <laughs> like, I don't oh, understand. Damian Wayne is cool, man. Damian Wayne is cool. <laughs> I like Damian Wayne. Yeah, but Damian like Wayne was Wayne also. Damien Wayne was also written so that, so that people would go, he needs a good smack and a quick death. <laughs> like, which he got, no, that's by the way. Todd was written. That's what Todd was written. Oh, like, Damien Wayne, I mean, Damien Wayne is everything that Miles Morales isn't. Yeah, but Miles is also, is also not trying to be Damien Wayne, so that's fine. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Look, like Miles is trying to look, be me- a nice kid. Like I don't understand. <laughs> you're basically going, "Damn you, Miles! You're so non-threatening." Like <laughs> it's like I as if know, Spider-Man man. is supposed to be a threatening guy. Like I don't understand. Like your criticism here is a bit like is like going, but like he's a Spider-Man character. Jesus, lighten up! Like <laughs> he was doing all that singing though in the movie, and I'm like, man, you look like such a oh, so you know like that's a thing that people do like it's no man it's just me out. i'm like come on have some you know be like prowler be like your uncle he's cool come on be like be cool like him you know uh, I, like i like i really enjoyed the the story overall like um me too. The, me too. the like i i really do like the whole arc with him and his dad kind of coming together at the end i thought that was really well uh, done um the peter b parker's arc 
uh, realizing yeah, that right. he wants to be a dad was so well executed. Um, yeah, I mean, like overall, really, really liked it. Um, really annoyed that uh, the cinema was in ushered me out before we could get to the post credits uh, trailer, which is a bit. Oh, annoying. You know what it was though. Um, from hints that you'd given me, I'm assuming that uh, that my boy Miguel O'Hara shows up. Um, yeah, so, so hold on, spoilers. We're gonna play the spoilers whistle. I'll put one in post. Um, yeah. but yeah, basically Miguel O'Hara he goes back in time and goes to the the, the original 1960s Spider-Man cartoon. Oh, cool, sweet. And then they do the meme. Oh, class. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah great, great stuff. Um, yeah, it's quite good. So, guys, definitely a DVD buy. Yeah. Um, I know. Look, I, I want to download buy. Oh yeah, either way, you know, it's, definitely it's, support. Twenty nineteen, come on, it's a digital download. Hey, look, DVDs aren't bad. Okay, there's nothing wrong yeah. with physical media. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, it's People still like tapes, cassette tapes in twenty nineteen. Yeah. I got two orders yeah. last night. I can't believe it. Also, the, but, yeah, the format now so, is a the format is a is a Blu-ray, I believe. Which weirdly yeah. have more memory and less features on them than normal DVDs had in the mid 2000s. <laughs> you know, but we made a mistake, people. We made a mistake. <laughs> yeah, like, I want my commentaries back. My commentaries back. Seriously, DVD commentaries were one of my favorite things in the world. Why, I, man, I never, I never once watched one. I'm not going to lie to you. Because they're basically podcasts attached to films. That's basically yeah, what but, they are. <laughs> like, yeah, but when it, I'm watching films, I'm, I'm doing like four things at the same time. So having a time yeah, to listen to it. No, but you see, like the thing was, like I would just obsessively like watch films, and then I get to a point of going, "Well, I wonder what the director has to say." And on most occa- most occasions, that would pay off to some degree, except for the one time I sat down to watch Star Wars Episode Two. And all it is is George Lucas and me, and I'm sitting there for two hours as George Lucas drones on about details I cannot possibly care less about. Yeah, you see, you know what I used to do? Yep. I, that's that, They're the only um, director, director commentary I listen to with the Star Wars prequels. Yeah, they're awful. They're really awful. Yeah. They're really, they really, really awful. awful. Um, the best ones um, for entertainment value, for unrivaled entertainment value... Uh, and this goes for everyone. You have, have, have to find the An- Anchorman on DVD just to listen to the DVD commentary on it. Because as funny as the film is, the commentary is kind of amazing. Because <laughs> like they, like one thing they do that happens in no other commentary I've ever listened to is that people come in and out of the commentary booth. So like people on commentary, and they have people on like a speakerphone and everything as well. So, like, they had, like, Will Ferrell and the director doing it for the whole way through. Paul Rudd comes in on speakerphone at one point. Kyle Gass, of all people, just walks into the commentary booth. It's kind of cool. Like, okay. um, I need, I, yeah, it's well, fun. I see Anchorman 2 before I actually watched this, listen to yeah. the um, No, like, the first Anchorman movie. The, oh, the second. The first- I haven't seen, like, the second film I watched once and went, this is terrible and never watched anything about it again. Um, but then, like, um, I've also got a soft spot for the uh, the actors' comment because, like, uh, for in the special editions for the Lord of the Rings films, like the you know the extended editions that they had, um, you get like a choice between like a few different commentaries. One of them is where it's all the like a bunch of the actors together talking, and that's class because they just uh, basically just talk crap for the for the. 
uh, throughout each part, like through all four hours of like each film, uh, each extended film. And it's, it's a really fun, uh, it's just really fun to listen to them. Um, but yeah, those would be some of the, those would be two of the better ones I've heard. But man, George Lucas. So like, I thought I like going into it, I thought that he was a pretty dull guy. Now I know for a certainty. He is a really dull guy. Like, Visionary, though. We need him back. Well, I, you see, the thing is, is that the more I learn, the, the more I learn about the, the original production, the less I'm like, uh, I'm not sure if it's him that was a visionary or if it was his wife. <laughs> you I know? Her his wife. Just get Disney away from whatever they're doing. Get yes. Kathleen Kennedy away from Star Wars. Well, just, but anyway, that's, that's something we'll talk about next week, I think. But listen, yeah. what's coming up in this year, right? Uh, already... Uh, the hype is beginning for Dublin City Comic Con yeah. Spring Edition. So that's happening in March. So March the 9th, 10th, 2019. ECC um, Spring Harder. The, the what? ECC Spring Harder. Spring Harder. <laughs> but man, yeah. like, the guests are starting to come in, and you know the Green Ranger himself is going to be there. Yep. So I can't wait to go and cry and just... You know, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be bad so i'm yeah. looking forward to that uh james marston is, is oh, sweet. who yeah nice. who plays spike and yeah. an angel as well jonathan frank uh franks yeah. from star trek nice there. douglas jones uh pretty much the, the weird face um he, he's like the he, any weird monster movie that you've seen he's been in so he's in hellboy the shape of water fantastic four he played the oh, cool. surfer yeah. It was in Buffy, uh, and they did recently announce that Michael Goodis and Palm Keffy have both been uh, like one. Michael's been cancelled, and mm-hmm. Palm has been scheduled to August. That's so cool. So yeah, so it, it's going to be fun. So obviously we're we're going to uh, try to get one of the guys in or Olivia from the yeah. in the next uh, next month, next few Holy, months before that, the uh, yeah, like, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be great. Like, yeah, I can't wait to ask you, James Marsh as well as you think about doing Dragon Ball Evolution. Uh, that's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. We'll, we'll, like, our, last year was our first real kind of run at covering a convention, so now we yeah. know what to do and what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> so, I genu- uh, yeah. genuinely hope someone asks him at, the, at his panel, what were you thinking when you signed on to do Dragon Ball Evolution? <laughs> hey, also, what was he thinking of to- doing when he wanted to sign on to Smallville? Um, you know, I think it'll be similar to when someone asked uh, John Romero about Daikatana. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, um, like, oh, if only all if talk. if only all panelists could be as interesting as John Romero. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Actually, there's a, a really good series I'm watching usually now called What Happened. It's actually called What Happened, but that's what it's called, and it goes through like the the history of game development. Yeah, and those are really like like infamous game development. So one of them was on Daikatana, which means big sword in Japanese, which is fast. Um, but then there's one on like Right to Hell, Retribution, on Splatterhouse, and loads of others. So uh, I think you'd really, you'll really appreciate that, Brent. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Right, guys. So we are have quickly run out of time. Oh my god, this show just yeah. it just flies. It just, it's too it's short. Gone. It's too short. We need so, two uh, hours. Phoenix FM, well, two hours. Damn it. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
So before we go, Brendan, is there anything you want to plug? Um, okay, I'll plug my uh, favorite YouTube show of uh, recent that has been that's uh, misinformed. So you can find that on YouTube. It's uh, YouTube.com/slash/misinformed. Uh, basically, the idea, the premise for every episode is that you will be told nothing that is factually correct and usually factually hilarious. Um, and it's uh, it, it's uh, so well presented. The I don't know the name the name of the person who does the show, but he has such a dry presentation to how he uh, presents his like his uh, the information that he has that it's usually really funny. Um, yeah, the highly highly recommend checking out uh, checking out Misinformed. And uh, very quickly, go to geeksintheindustry.com to talk to check out our good friends over there with all their numerous podcasts with all their amazing amazing names. Um, I, I remember if you want to find a link directly you can just go over to nerdtoknow.com and the link is there if you just click yes. on it uh, follow us on Twitter at nerd2 the number 2 media uh, nerd to know the number 2 media on uh, on Twitter and we'll be back next week hopefully without all the technical issues so until then yes. I've been Daryl Connor he's been Bruno bye You're listening to Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15.